Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they make you want to whistle or ball from limits to crawl where it's all been done. The podcast. He lies to himself and pretends he can do it. It's my co-host Evan. He's up a grinning streak without a paddle. This is my co-host Sigur. He is. Here he is. Here he is, everybody. Here he is, everybody. All right, put your hands together for Saker. He's come a long way. He just came in. Just came in from out of town, all the way down from Chicago, the Windy City. Here he is, everybody. Sleepy, sleepy arms coming in from that Windy City. Let's show him some international love, everybody. (laughs) Let's show him some end racism day. (laughs) Let's show him some Uh, world (laughs) Down syndrome day. Uh, what? Uh, what? What is the original phrase? Up a up a up a creek without a paddle? Yeah, up a creek without a paddle. Okay, up a grinning streak without a paddle. I get it. You are did you originate uh British rhyming slang? Did that uh, come Cockney, from you? Cockney origin- dialect? Cockney yeah. rhyming dialect? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like to brag. Okay. Like uh, <laughs> that- Or as we say, I don't like to stag night. <laughs> They just say don't, I don't like to night because it's brag yes. stag stag night. Sure, up a grinning is, without. Isn't that a Brit- that's a British thing? Like we have like bachelor parties, they have stag nights. Oh, I didn't know that was the British term for it. I thought I don't, they were just interchangeable. That's why I'm asking you. I think that uh, I think it's different. Uh, it's like yeah, a, yeah. Can I say up a grinning without a John? Does that check out? Uh, paddle, hat ha- hassle, John Leguizamo. So got pa- it because he's always ha- paddle. Haddle, John Haddle, my friend from childhood. John. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's acceptable, right? Well, if he's everybody's childhood friend. <laughs> okay, all right. It has to be universal. Wouldn't it be weird? Okay. Wouldn't it be weird if everyone had the same childhood friend? <laughs> this and, 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 feels the thing like, is, like you are high right now. But the thing is, like, the thing is, like, you he's one of those kids that you like knew when you were in like elementary school or something and then he moved away or something mm. john john haddle mm-hmm. and you're like you're like john haddle and then i'm like wait i had a childhood friend named john haddle <laughs> and then all our listeners start like putting on the discord that they you know like john you knew john <laughs> and it becomes sure. this like collective hallucination where everybody knew this kid named john haddle oh, who moved wow. away when they were in third grade wow but he was so- super cool close to you you guys were real butt butt buddies we were butt buddies. Butt buddies. Uh, can we? Can we? I, I want to dig into the lore of John Haddle a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Is it that uh, he was? <laughs> they just... say he works at the haunted Clares. <laughs> Did he just move a lot, or was he a ghost, or was it a mass hallucination brought on by a defective episode of Saban's Power Rangers that we all watched and were? I don't know. What was it? I think it's like that uh, um, Mandela effect, right? Oh, okay. We're all from. <laughs> Oh my God! So this is the Haddleverse. We were <laughs> we're all in this universe because we That's knew a... John Haddle in our respective universes. Correct, and he brought us together. Fuck. Jet Li's the one. Jet Li's the Haddleverse. <laughs> he gets. He keeps. He was too powerful, so uh, the gods banded together to force him to divide across multiple realities. But he's slowly gathering everyone who ever knew him. That to makes re- sense. To recapitulate his entire life from our collective memories. Are we, is this a giant battle royale game? Are we going to have to eventually kill each other in order to? I don't to... think so. I think, I think we'll all eventually, he, he's got, he's patient. So he's just waiting for all of us to eventually die. Mm. And then our memory of him joins like oh. the, the, the zeitgeist ether that's floating in the air as he slowly sure. reforms his physical, his corporeal form. Is it, is it at all bad that we all realize that we remember him or does it not matter to him? I don't think he cares because no I mean he's going to get what he wants anyway. Sure, right? sure. One more lore question. I'm sorry, I have so many lore you questions get the ha- about the Haddleverse. <laughs> you get the paddle. You get the paddle. You know, <laughs> up a grinning without a jaw. It's what I said. There we go. Um, 
do I mean no matter our age we knew him when we were a child so like somebody's yes, yeah. grandpa okay yeah. all right got it all right wow because it's that's the most he wants to re, he wants to recapitulate the most pure version of himself oh sure so he's sure, only sure. bringing people from dimensions that knew him as a kid that makes sense okay cool well because he's uh, all he's all fucking jaded you know on that note listeners our song this week is called <laughs> Jet Li's the one <laughs> if you've never heard it before um wow interesting. Uh, boy, I wish we all knew a John Haddle. John Haddle was a good guy. Famously, the the thing I remember him saying most is that if you shit your pants four times without changing them, you'll be warm forever. And I don't know what he meant by that. I never asked him. <laughs> I, I don't know if he understood what he meant by it. I think he unlocked but, some sort of a cheat code for the universe, right? Because, I, I, I mean, mean he... like, shitting your pants once, a lot of people have done that. Shitting your pants twice, yeah, that's a, that's a select group, right? Sure, sure. Shitting your pants three times, now you're in the fucking rarefied, like, one percenter, <laughs> you know, billionaire-verse, and then four times. Uh-huh. You you're get like, a, a very mild superpower. You can never have hypothermia. Well, I mean, you never feel cold. Is that what he said? Yeah, I, I mean, you'll never be cold, yeah. Oh, be cold. Okay. I think so. I'm saying I remember it well, but in so, reality, like, yeah. if John Heidel's like dead, like his corpse, they're just like, oh, this man's alive. Whoa! They keep, they keep touching him, and he's yeah. still like, he's still body temperature, even yeah. though he's dead. Oh no my blood, god! Blood is pumping, heart not working, but he still retains <laughs> his, he still retains ninety eight point six degrees. It's basically forever. he's just in a coma for the rest oh! of his life. And then they figure out some way to hook. He's a, he's like a perpetual motion machine. Yes, that's because he can generate heat without any inputs. So we want the Haddleverse to succeed, so that John Haddle can become this powerful. Yes, so that he can bring. I would gladly. He wants to create unlimited energy for everybody <laughs> and end racism. Stop racism, Dave. We brought racism it all the way back. <laughs> John Haddle, we linked World it back through World Harmony oh, Day. Oh, I miss you, John. Um, well. I guess, Ev, let's just get right in. I have no... Usually I have some sort of pithy segue with the song title, but today, of course, we have no song title because... Yeah, you're, up, you're up a john without a, a grinning. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'm up a paddle without a creek. Uh, we have, we're going to review the whole... Oh, up a creekin' without a haddle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, are you punching down your own joke? Do you yeah, feel like that's necessary? That's what I like to do. I like to, if I can't explain it or take it out, take it like two levels down. It's not worth, not even worth doing. Sure, you like inceptioning that joke. Take yeah, it as should, many levels down as you can. Should Just, I sign off? Are we done here? Yeah, I think so. Just tell me, did you like the album or not? Then we're done. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks. I've been Saker. I'm Evan. <laughs> um. Okay. So grinning streak. We're doing our rap. How do we? Every single fucking time. I can't remember how these episodes work. We do we always, do our recent do our, first? Or do we tell our album rankings? Or I think we do our album ranking first. Okay. Not our album ranking. No, I mean our resequencing first. Okay. Resequencing Then first. our album ranking. And then we we do a secret surprise for the listeners if we've got time. Okay. All right. I think we will. Um, all really? Right, because it's been like 30 minutes. And we haven't even gotten to the album Yeah, yet. that's true. I'm <laughs> that's true. So, Ev, uh, this Grinning Streak, I agree. An album that is worth listening to. I did not expect that shit. <laughs> um, truly, I expected After All in Good Time, which you, for some fucking weird-ass reason, enjoyed. I did not. But I did not expect for this to be a good album by any stretch of the word. Um, gives me hope for the future. Definitely gives me hope for Silver Ball, um, which all of our listeners are like super psyched for us to listen to. Uh, Silver Ball apparently is a good album question mark it's a, I, Can't I don't know wait. me too i'm excited um i think it's it's it it's hard to provide 
an impression that changes the first impression. My first impression of the new four-piece Brannicut Ladies was, these guys are shit. Grinning Streak turned that around. <laughs> I was not at all excited for the last four albums of this podcast. But uh, yeah, Grinning Streak turned that all around for me. Um, how did it affect your view of the band? Hmm. Or did I it? I it didn't really like i i knew they were i knew what they were getting into right because we went to that concert and they were playing a bunch of their new stuff so i'm like oh this is what they sound like now which is fine so i was kind of ready for this so i had like girded my loins prior to grinning streak and i mean the thing is i enjoyed it way more than i thought i would okay okay cool all right yeah i think I, i i yeah i mean same same we both enjoyed it more than we thought we would um let me resequence this album that's the only problem this album sequence bad perfect uh, it truly wasn't that bad it's fine but i have to feel like i have some say in this part of the <laughs> show so um that we have a lot of options here because you know even the the lead single even boomerang has two mixes for it uh i think we pretty definitively said when we did boomerang yeah. the second mix sucks <laughs> like it's not good so let me let me go through my resequence for grinning streak track one limits yeah hell yeah you cannot beat hold on to your fucking armrest that opening that such a good way to say and i'll be honest i'm not gonna like bury the lead here you can't beat either of the bookends they opened and closed this album correctly song number two limits yeah <laughs> it's limits the first six songs crawl the last six songs <laughs> i just thought that was the best way to sequence this album um so limits i loved as an opener crawl i loved as an ender um track two odds are i thought odds are strong song we mm-hmm. have those big electronic drums to follow from limits it's a great single um following odds are we got to have the true mvp track three smile smile <laughs> my favorite track on this album by a country mile Ooh. i fucking loved it i think we both did when we went through and yeah and i love smile i think yeah. i liked limits better than smile but i still liked smile an awful lot. okay yeah that makes sense um after smile that's the true mvp gonna walk smile is a little bit folksy so i wanted to keep mm-hmm. those singles front loaded and keep it folksy right gonna walk we have this very mm-hmm. you know it's i think it's a good mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. number five I'll be honest, it's truly simply because I needed connective tissue between my numbers four and six. So, uh, Off His Head. Um, off His Head was bubble for me on keeping it on this album. Um, because I, I think I did like it. You it's did. just very, very, very strange. It's got that jangly guitar that we need to, to uh, link from Gonna Walk. But it also has... Um, that strangeness that links us into my track six, the end of side one which is Fog of Writing. Here's a little sample of Fog of Writing. side fog of writing um it has kind of a tale not as much of a tale as daydreaming which is important because to spill the beans i did cut daydreaming from this album what i don't you're think gonna send need- us into the fucking woods without a single hern to guide us <laughs> this album is all ed baby this Ugh. is an ed album to me Gross. um it's got a great kev solo it's thematically important 
because it is about, uh, I'm sorry, my wife, I feel bad for what I've done to you, uh, <laughs> which is very important to to put on this album. Uh, I just thought it was a great way to end side one. I like structuring these albums like side A, side B. Mm-hmm. Um, side B started off with Did I Say That Out Loud? Such a good song, leading with the best remaining single. Um, following that, Blacking Out, another B-side this song fucking rules. Joe and Wheels covered it uh, for our swap day. Uh, and it feels like a 70s greaser jam. Like, it is totally deserving of this album. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite tracks from the album. Re-listening to all of them, it just feels fucking good. It feels like it belongs. I have no idea why it got cut. that best damn friend keeping up the pace it's an okay song i buried it in the back a little bit track 10 boomerang i i didn't love it i wanted to kind of you know if if they insist on keeping it on the album which i'm sure you know let's it's not bad and we can peacefully cross fade it into track 11 crawl the, the bob clear mountain mix of boomerang right the bob yes the original mix of boomerang bob clear mountain so here's what i left off the album uh i left off the album the bob clear mountain boom uh or the the mark and dirt boomerang uh, Who Knew, which is the gym song from this album, which is a B-side. Um, where It Belongs. Where It Belongs. We didn't... Uh, Daydreaming. Looks like we didn't need cover gym on this album after all. Fucking pitch him into the dust. Oh, I love Daydreaming. Uh, it me on re- a ride, Kevin. <laughs> Keeping It Real, which is a garbage song for garbage people. You don't mean nothing for keeping it real. Uh, and I thought you liked keeping it real. No, it sounded like a country jam. I think I, I think I've, I think you're remembering what I said all about it. <laughs> I hate, I hated keeping it real, but you liked it a lot. It's possible. I, let me see what I ranked it in my actual BNL rankings. Uh, I ranked it uh, a two out of five. So okay, eh, whatever. Um, Listenable. And then the very last song I cut was "Give It Back to You," which I thought was just boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, un- unmemorable. Uh, and that's it. So my resequence, limits, odds are, smile, gonna walk, off his head, fog of writing, did I say that out loud, blacking out, best damn friend, boomerang, and crawl. So David, when you're hooking that one up, that's hopefully the B-sides <laughs> are on Spotify. I appreciate you. You're a good man. Ebbo, as usual, let's take the next 45 minutes and try and figure out how you got you, it. You sequence, dig, into my, dig into my mind. Sequence your songs for this album. So we know this song's about comedians, right? Yes. So Ed, being the fucking little juicy boy he is, gotta gotta be gotta always grin at you, silly, because he's just writing. I rank them on how funny, like the the main protagonist is <laughs> as a comedian. So so not necessarily the comedian the song's about, but if you take the main protagonist, what sort of comedian would they be? What sort of career would they have from uh, least popular to most popular? Like biggest biggest splash career. Oh, okay. Hold on. So each of these songs represents a comedian's archetype, and sort then of, I'm supposed yeah. to determine which comedian's archetype is the most successful or the funniest. Yeah. Which of these songs do you think the protagonist is the funniest? Okay. Basically, so f- funniest. funniest, funniest, and most successful comedian. And most successful, because sometimes those are yeah, yeah, they are. Because sometimes you get like cult, you get cult figures who are super, super funny, but like only to a small subset of people. 
So I want to find the exact media. I want to find the Kevin James of this album. And that's going to be the very last track. I think so. Let me double check. Okay. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> Kevin James. I mean, he's the exact median between. I guess he's funny and he's very popular. Uh, okay. So I'm so I'm I'm first expected to find the least funny protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we do know not only is this album about um, comedians, but it's also about Ed divorcing his wife. That's correct, right? That's the that's the through line. Yeah, sure. But, okay. You know, Ed's got to Ed's got to put put some humor on it, right? He's got to sure. keep things light. He's Ed Robertson. Sure, 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 sure. He's had enough suffering in his life, Saker. You don't want to put any more pain on that man. Uh huh. Um, you can't hurt the hern. Uh, I'm going to say that the first song, the least funny song. Let me just look through these one more time, just to make sure. Smile's gonna be way up there. All right, I got it. Okay. Track one on this album is keeping it real uh uh burp, burp, burp. it's daydreaming daydreaming that's very yeah. lovely it's very fun to daydream well this is somebody getting ready for their first comedy show right like that this is some this, the protagonist of the song isn't anything yet okay so <laughs> okay. they've tried out their they've tried okay. their material out on their friends and they maybe got a tepid response but honestly they think they're ready for the open mic and they've got a solid 20 minute set where they talk about how hard it is to pick a major or something or like some impressions of their parents like some, they do impressions of their parents and then some very niche comedy about like <laughs> a particular street on campus and huh. uh they think they'll kill it but even if that doesn't that's not doesn't work out it's not a really big deal because they're they're studying to be a surgeon anyway okay you know, to Got make it. their parents happy so now, this is just someone who hasn't even done a comedy yet see just it's think, funny thinking about being a, maybe i'll be a comedian <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll be a race car driver so they're not funny but they're also not not funny they're well, nothing. Not- they're a blank slate. They're tabula rasa. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone everyone in this is is at least a comedian. And this is the, this guy's the least comedian of them because he's not a comedian yet. Okay. See, that strikes me as strange because uh I thought keeping it real was a very not just not a comedian, but like a, a an anti-funny person. Like somebody who act actively dislikes comedy. They want to just fucking Keep it real. Cut me open. Determine my worth. Oh, maybe he's a Christian comedian because he does. Uh, you're getting, talk you're a lot getting about so close. About, you're getting so close. <laughs> see, see now you're now you're zeroing in on my where my brain's at. There you go. See, you, you thought this was going to be hard. Gf, this feel. I'm finally getting inside your brain, and I'm feeling a strange buzzing in my head. I'm hearing strange <laughs> voices of orcs and devils from long ago. <laughs> I remember that one of the biggest fights my ex-fiance and i had was we were sitting on the couch watching like sv law and order svu because she mm-hmm. loved law and order svu and she's like what are you thinking about and i'm like you don't want to know and she goes <laughs> i want to know how dare you i want to know what you're thinking about and i'm like ogres <laughs> thinking about ogres and she like looked she gave me like the fucking most hate-filled glance and she's like you are not really fucking thinking about ogres right now are you what? i'm like yeah i think about ogres all the time all different types of ogres you know <laughs> like I, she, why was she upset by that because you know she was trying to like be sort of she wanted she wanted me to say like be make how, me vulnerable like be vulnerable or something oh, or yeah just or just something not even like that she wasn't fishing for a compliment she just wanted like some real talk sure and i'm like well you know this is real to me that happens a lot of the time because my i have the attention span and memory of a goldfish mm-hmm. and so oftentimes when my partner and i will have a fight you know we'll be lying in bed at the end of the day and we'll have had our fight recently but we'll have made up and she'll she'll say the same thing she will say you know Hey, what are you what are you thinking about right now? And 
I will say, do you are you sure you want to know? She'll say yes, and I'll say, how many pieces of bacon can I fit on a hamburger before it comes? <laughs> the hamburger becomes the topping, and the bacon <laughs> becomes the real. Because I no longer once it's in the past, it's in my rear view. The hamburger becomes the <laughs> topping. I will always be thinking about some garbage. Yeah, food. you can make like a cheeseburger pizza, and it's just a regular pizza, but you just put like six cheeseburgers on it, and they would be a, they would be a topping. Have you ever done? Do you make homemade pizzas ever? Yeah, I make like oh, flatbreads and things. So one time, my ex and I uh, decided we we're going to make a homemade pizza. So we went to McDonald's. We bought like five cheeseburgers. We bought a bunch of McNuggets and fries, and we made a, a McDonald's pizza. Mm-hmm. Brother, that thing kicked ass. It was Brother. so fucking good. Oh, God, that puts me in a mood. I want one of those again. Uh, Okay, so the next one is going to be the Christian comedian keeping it real. Nope. (laughs) God damn it. This is Odds Are. Odds odds Are is so positive. He's a comedy musician, but he has a serious drinking problem. I'm sorry? (laughs) Yeah, he's got got talent. He's genuinely funny, but everything's Uh hamstrung by his, like, lackadaisical attitude and time management issues. Like, yeah. He had a show. He had a popular show, but then the drinking started, and then he was pretty hard to work with, and then he kept missing curtain calls, and then he got shifted off the strip, then off off the strip, then just like some rundown airport lounge in the Vegas hinterlands. Like, I mean, when he's on, he's on, but he seldom is, and he's just kind of stringing the work along, and he keeps he manages to keep performing because like he only needs to be okay for another night. Like, yeah, I just need to I just see. need to get this next job going, you know, whatever. Can I ask where you got his drinking problem from? Well, he can't just be a comedy a good comedy magician. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. My apologies. See, do you think Weird Al has a drinking problem? Well, I think that, uh, that like this, this guy, this comedy magician is like, are you saying tormented magician or by musician? Magician. I understand. I got you. I thought it was a comedy musician. My apologies. He, he performs at a Vegas, Vegas show. Yeah. Well, m- m- musicians can be in Vegas. I don't think so. Okay. Never mind. My I bad. think when you're when you go to Vegas, you don't get to be a musician anymore. But, right. Correct. They yeah. they transpose when they when you when you go to Vegas Island, which is the Ellis Island of Vegas, mm-hmm. they transpose the S to a G and you become a musician. <laughs> uh all right, magician. 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 Um so, okay, so, fuck, maybe Evan finds Christian comedy funny. All right, I need to, I need to... Hey, this isn't what I find funny. It's what the world... Objective, of... okay. Yeah. Come on, okay. it's pop- So then, the thing that makes the most sense for next, we had somebody starting out, then we had somebody who's okay at it, but he has a drinking problem. I think this is the step beyond drinking problem, conquering your problems, getting it going. Today is the day to get it done. We got limits next. We're going to break through our limits. Ding, 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 yeah! ding, ding, ding. You got it. Hey, all right. Limits. This guy's a working comedian, He's but he's never had his big break. Okay. Still grinding, grinding out comedy clubs, Red Rocks, The Laughing Stock, The Funny Bone. You know, he might have been a character in like one of his pal's pilots that never got picked up. Right. And he's funny, but pretty passe. Like, hold on to your armrest, guys. <laughs> okay. Don't be alarmed. I'm going to do my best. Hmm. You know, and then once in a while... He exceeds the posted limit. So once in a while, he has like a little glimmer of success. Got it. But he's okay. working. He's like a Christopher Titus. Just, you know, just oh. working is working. Yeah, that's a great one, man. Christopher Titus is one of those comedians that I think like in like June of last year was like Christopher Titus at the Columbus Funny Bone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, no. But he's got to work. He's a working man's man. Yeah. Yeah. How else is he going to put food on that table? Can't get a job at Lowe's. Um, Boy, here's. 
Oh God. Why can't he get a job at Lowe's? Because <laughs> he's Christopher <laughs> Titus. He'd never get any work done. People would be stopping him and saying, weren't you in that Fox show that ran from 2000 to 2001? Uh, what, what was that show fucking called? Titus. Was it really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember the show, but not the title. Um, here's what's confusing me. I'm looking at lyrics here, and I am looking at the lyrics for Off His Head. And I'm trying to make any sense of that in terms of oh, a comedian. You're and getting I think, close. Yeah. I think it might be an abstract comedian. Some sort of like, you know, uh, he doesn't make any sense and he's mm-hmm. very just. So I don't think he's there yet because I think random is in in vogue right now. Um, a working comedian. You know what? Working puts me in mind of a walking comedian a walking comedian you know like somebody who's just gonna walk who's not gonna quit until they get the laughs they need gonna walk is next ding 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 ding. you got it again holy shit gosh you're this is this is i think we found you we found your sweet spot saker you're gonna get them all i might so this is somebody who's you know not really that funny but just sort of lucks into like gentle humor okay like sort of a bad like they did some stand-up it wasn't that big deal but they like they know somebody and they're sort of a, they were a background character on like a short-lived comedy central show but now but they're like related to somebody in the biz and they're pleasant <laughs> to work with and they're like dependable so they just keep getting jobs and ultimately they have like a long but like lackluster career and they keep they keep working but it pays the bills and they work they work in comedy their entire life and then retire okay wow we've hit like the big time by track four like it's hard to imagine somebody who works an entire life in comedy and can retire like that's pretty good. Or they maybe they work up to their the day they die because they don't ever quit. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So they they work up to their to the day they die. They drop dead. Hmm. So a lot of love songs on this album too, which is yeah. hard. Smiles got to be pretty high because I don't know. That's kind of like a banjoy Steve Martin sort of like actually maybe it's more of a 50s comedian like smile won't show won't you smile <laughs> like, um crawl could be good crawl is definitely somebody who is learning the business as well mm-hmm. hand over hand over hand till I believe I can stand Evbo I think I'm gonna have to go with crawl next eh. ah fuck winning streak is over your grinning streak is over <laughs> it's uh off his head. Off his head. Abstract comedy. Okay. You were 100% right. This is a Was weird, okay. like, anti-humor, maybe gr- even gross-out humor. Okay. And they're they're super out there and, like, seemingly self-destructive, maybe actually self-destructive. Maybe they're into, like, dangerous physical comedy. We're talking, like, a Steve-O. Okay. Like, um, and, but they have a famous rivalry with another comedian. Okay. Somebody, maybe even their, like, they come from, like, a com- comedian royalty and maybe their dad is like very famous like a like a um kevin james okay all right whose dad <laughs> is of course yeah. s- s- ron ron james ron james <laughs> ron Perlman. Jacob, jacob james uh-huh. no i was saying kevin james is the dad oh, okay um, and this is this is little little lyle james um, got it okay <laughs> so maybe maybe they both get like a um like they, they don't get along famously like the um uh, Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher from mm. Oasis, uh, yeah. as everyone knows, the Oasis band. <laughs> but uh, um, the famous magicians, so, Oasis. So, Daddy gets a late night show. The office head 
office head person gets uh, one on a competing network, and they have Ooh. a rivalry, and they spend they spend their career taking pot shots each other, and ultimately it ends with both of them sort of like just fading into static because people get tired of them their their rivalry, and they just sort of fade away with like their hands wrapped around each other's necks okay. into infinity. Okay, they're I- they're just off their head, like they 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 had their moment and it's gone. Let me so here's let me lay it out for you what I think each of the following ones is or each of the remaining ones I should say mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna rank them in order of comedy. I think Boomerang is a disgraced comedian who had like a Me Too thing happen to him and he's trying to come back from it. That's my mm-hmm. guess. Keeping it real, I think you've just taken the title and you've forgotten the lyrics and it is like observational humor, just like a Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld just keeping it real, just uh, airline food. Um, Give it back to you. I'm still so fucking confused on. I don't have any read for that one. Best damn friend is going to be like the the guy in a movie who plays the always the bridesmaid in a movie. Like Mm -hmm. just constantly the second banana, which is good. I think that one might be next. I'm going to hold on to that. Did I say that out loud? I can't. I mean, I think there's definitely a a joviality to, you know, put your hands up in the air, wave them like you care. Um, Don't know, though smile definitely i'm still sticking with a 50s comedy and crawl i still feel like as somebody who's learning the biz i don't want to keep guessing crawl because i think that makes for a boring episode so i am going to go with next because i have no conceptualization for it i'm gonna go with give it back to you Uh, all right what was it keeping it real well how right was i you were pretty pretty dang close hey okay, all right this is a uh, like a cross-type conservative comedian okay so they ride a harley dress in denim and leather have a deep gravelly voice and like a deadpan delivery okay but they're sort of like, like a colbert or like a conor o'malley style mockery of christian and conservative values okay so they're playing up all the hypocrisy and foibles inherent in any like extreme mindset um and it makes him super popular with the libs okay but he takes like a <laughs> sasha Barra cohen approach and only books gigs in like deep red country so okay. he like lives, which gets him like booed off stage and occasionally assaulted. So they're like a cult figure and they're remembered years after their run is over, but they never really achieve like mainstream success because they keep like, they're, they're like an Andy Kaufman where they're like living the joke too much. Okay. Got it. Wow. Where it's like a, f- like a Steve Col- Stephen Colbert, but he never breaks character. Okay. 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 <laughs> so all the lyrics are meant to have been taken with a, a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole he's thing mocking, about... He's mocking the libs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. He's dragging, so, dragging those lefties. Okay. But in reality, he is a lefty. Jesus. Got it. I've, Gotta cut me open and count my rings, brother. Right. <laughs> the big Hulk Hogan mustache. All right, I see it. I see it in my you, mind's you eye. You, you see him in your mind's eye? I do, I do. Um. All right, uh, Ebbo, we're going to go with uh, Best Damn Friend. And boomerang bob clear mountain mix all right how this is a fucking moving at the speed of sound you'd think he'd be slowing down but he's not losing his momentum 90 mile 90 mile a minute joke after joke piling up with a frenetic energy that fills the whole room he probably does impressions as well some of them are racist uh he lands them like in a couple bit parts in various shows and sketch comedies and they stand out and they seem like they're going to go wide but then they crash into the ground. Oh, no. He wished that someone had invented a way to not get on drugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, no. Yeah, he burns out. Oh. Dr- drugs, bad relationships, life on the road. Maybe he gets me too uh, Whatever. The cause, his career tanks. Then wow. they, he sh- shows up a few la- years later, sober, recommitted, ready to make people laugh. But, you know, 
just lost that edge. Damn. Never, never can retain. Never can retain it. It's really sad when you think about it. Okay. So so much talent, but it was the drugs. Yeah, that happens. Um, man, you're really putting me in a spot here because I definitely thought that. I don't fuck. I I fuck. I thought best damn friend was definitely going to be further back. Sm- Smile's going to be our final track on here. I'm almost convinced of that. Um, Close. Oh, fuck. Okay, Smile's not the Close. final track. <laughs> you ruined it. I ruined it. Uh, all right. I think the next track is going to be... So this is this is a version of what you just said, except he actually does get back to his previous glory, and it's give it back to you. And fuck. did I say that out loud? No, I, all right, explain anything about that song to me. <laughs> so this is a young up-and-comer. Does like a Second City Uprises and Brigade route. Maybe performs as part of a troupe, but stands out enough that they're scouted by a network sketch show. Maybe SNL will say, and they do well enough, but they don't have more than like a few particularly noteworthy characters. So they just sort of fade in the background. But during production, they fall in love with one of the musical guests or maybe like one of the guest stars. <laughs> And they get married. Thing is, the star is way more famous than them. Sure. And they quickly, like, fade into the star's shadow. Maybe get some roles in, like, the star's movies. Or, like, hitting the circuit in support of some, like, batshit joint venture to trade on their partners. Like, oh, yeah, me and ScarJo drink er, Propel Fitness Water all day. Like, he gets, like, a a spokesman. But ultimately, they just sort of fade in the background. And uh, they just become, like, they become history. Interesting. Okay. Did I say... so the fact that he's not loud, he's saying, did I say that out loud? Because nobody can hear him anymore. Is yeah, that the and also, idea? Like, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's just obsessed with this uh, star and like he can't, he can't ever eclipse their fame. Okay. So he's just going to stay home and be like, a hi- like raise their okay. kids. All right. That's sweet. So I'm sorry. So he was a higher intersection of funny and successful than say Kevin James. Well, it was Kevin James' son. Or Kevin son. James' son. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. I was. Yeah. I mean, he's, this guy's on SNL. You know, nobody watches SNL anymore. Right? You know, <laughs> SNL is uh, relegated to five-minute clips on YouTube from now on. But uh-huh. people on SNL still spin off into successful careers. What's the last successful SNLer you can remember? Like uh, Kristen Wiig. She's in a million movies. And she was on SNL, like, what, five years ago? Six years ago? Was, she, was it that, lo- that, that short? I feel like she was on in, like, 2007, maybe. maybe? But I mean, I like know. they're still they're they're still getting like I don't know Pete Davidson's dating dated Ariana Grande. I mean well, that's that's a that's, big deal. That's this guy that you're talking about in this song. No, I'm actually talking about Colin Jost who married Scarlett Johansson. Uh, 2005, she premiered Kristen Wiig on SNL. Right, but I mean she was on it for how many years? Uh, well, it says till 2019, but I think a lot of those are like guest spots yeah. that she's yeah. Yeah, so I mean, say she stayed on it for five or six. So it's like I mean that's ten years ago still, but she's like I don't know. And I feel like some people in the new cast will do have the same thing happen to them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know who's on the cast. I, 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 like, I think everybody on the cast now is like celebrated more for like. I feel like SNL now is like, oh, this guy from SNL is on this podcast that I love. Like, uh, I don't know, Beck Bennett shows up a lot on, <laughs> uh, on like Comedy Bang Bang or something, and I'm like, oh, cool. That's how I know SNL now. Actually, Beck Bennett just saw him in a movie last night. Uh, that would be greener, Bill, greener and, grass? Bill and Ted face the music, <laughs> uh, kind of shitty movie to end the Bill and Ted trilogy. Oh, I heard I, it was good. Yeah. It was a bummer. Uh, I think it may have just been because I watched Bill and Ted two immediately before it, which fucking rules. That movie is so great. Uh, but yeah, Bill and Ted three, not so great. Um, Oh, okay. take from Saker. This Hot. podcast not brought to you by <laughs> Bill and Ted. 
Fuck, I love the Bill and Ted series so much. I wish three were better. All right, so did I say that out loud? So uh, uh, somebody who was good but ended up as a stay-at-home dad abandoning their comedy career, and I have to beat that. Um, I don't know. what. How did we not hit Crawl yet? Crawl is about... Okay, you're you're pulling a meta. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, do you see? It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> this is he's, like he's goodwill hunting. All the I see all the numbers floating <laughs> around your head. Yes, because Smile definitely should have been last. The fact that Smile is not last means it's penultimate, which means that Crawl is last only because Crawl has the angelic outro and it cannot be anywhere but last. Oh, oh shut up, shut up! Don't fucking talk to me right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which means that the next song is either "Give It Back to Your Best Damn Friend." I'm gonna to go with best damn friend oh you were so close let's give it back to you god okay well i got my next one why, why give it back yeah. to you uh this is our this is our cancel culture unicorn so oh, this, okay. is a funny, this is a funny dude a little edgy from mainstream who gets sure. propelled into the big arena shows like a dane cook um and ends up biting off more he can more than he can chew he makes some off-color jokes maybe some old tweets end up biting him in the ass mm-hmm. but and he has to take a step back but the thing is he just made some stupid decisions rather than being like a fundamentally flawed person. There's no record. There's, he doesn't get me too'd or anything. There's no record of like unwanted sexual advances or bad behavior. He just got in over his head. Sure. And when he gets called out, he seems genuinely contrite about it once he realizes oh, he's overstepped. And since, as we've discovered through our research, uh, cancel culture is basically a myth. Um, so there'll always be people kind of shitting on him. But like the vast majority of folks who are like reasonable people recognize he just made a mistake and you know he 100% works to make things right he apologizes makes donations to charities volunteers uses his fame as a platform to uplift underrepresented comedians and most people are just like yeah he's back dane cook's back baby wow (laughs) wait was dane cook canceled at some point no i don't think so i was just uh, i was just naming this guy dane cook so so this is our this is our cancel culture unicorn yeah okay love it i love it ev the next one is best damn friend you got it Oh my God! Okay, all right. You, you, you cracked the code. I did crack the code. The, the Avinci code. <laughs> so this is our beefcake comedian. Okay, right? what? <laughs> He's got a burgeoning career, maybe a few funny bits, and a good sense of timing. But he gets swept into the Hollywood shuffle when he gets like a sidekick role in one of the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. like an ancillary hero <laughs> hero reboot or something. Okay. So he does a good job, like not a standout performance, but a nut- heartfelt enough to raise like eyebrows. Also, it doesn't hurt that he is fucking hot gwim chapley is power man in <laughs> avengers 10 okay well, this cool. is, he's not I mean, he's not even power man he's like power man's like the, the guy that, like the sidekick <laughs> sure okay he's like he's like the jarvis character <laughs> okay so uh so this leads into like a series of like tv like maybe he guest stars on like agents of shield and that leads into a series of like tv comedies where he isn't the comedian but he plays like the audience insert surrounded by a lot of quirky characters and that does well for about seven seasons after which uh, he ends up doing the convention circuits and hosting a news program on some like obscure cable channel. All right, that'll keep you in the money. Fifty bucks for a picture with me? Hell yeah! The convention circuit—that's a—it's a good way to make it. Um, wow. I was Brian. I was Brian Hanger in. <laughs> so, you got in sunscreen? Hanger thirteen, the famous TBS show. <laughs> the fucking TBS comedy. <laughs> we bring the funny. <laughs> um, smile, bud. You got it. Oh, crack the code. <laughs> smile, won't you? Won't you smile? This is someone who comes to comedy late in life. Maybe they were a bank manager, or a data analyst, or a salesman for a steel piping company. But 
They were personable and funny, well-liked in the office, <laughs> and a must-invite to all meetings, even though they weren't directly involved, because they always kept things light. Oh, no, he never gets any work done. He's always in fucking meetings. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, everyone likes him. Yeah, okay, fair so, enough. So, they've always played a little guitar, maybe some keyboard, just noodling, but when the clown for their grandson's birthday party canceled at the last minute, <laughs> they go on and perform a couple silly songs for the kids. The other parents laugh. And offer them more birthday gigs, and that segues into like local fame. A small run on a children's, a small run on a ch- small children's album that becomes a surprise hit nationwide. They get a viral. They uh, leads them to blowing up the kids' charts, getting a tour across country. Though it all through it all, they they seem sort of like bemused and delighted, like very humble, <laughs> even though they put out like other kids comedy music albums none really captures the glory of the first one, and like they fade sort of quietly back into relative obscurity, apart from a. Uh, big but very brief resurgence like a decade-ish later when all the kids who loved them grew up and they seek them out so they bring them back on stage but they're like in their 80s now and they play the old hits um so it's completely nostalgia still like they're just happy everyone remembers them sure. you know they just 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 someone who like has a has a small but important career late in life this is uh maybe uh he might be a little young but uh a a, a, a an andy dwyer as johnny karate perhaps yeah okay yeah. all right interesting yeah. if andy dwyer had like had a full career and retired at like 60 68 <laughs> sure. and then like had a brief for like four years was you know yeah, yeah. J- jimmy explosion <laughs> uh okay which means that of course our final song is crawl crawl you're 100 percent right <laughs> okay this is is it dark. simply because of the uh the ending no okay this is dark comedy from a mind that has truly suffered. Okay. This comedian grew up in poverty with borderline abusive parents, no role models, oh, turns no. to drugs as a teen, acts out, commits crimes, end up going doing a stint in jail. But their cellmate is an old Clinton-era comedian serving 20 years out on a mandatory sentence for a cocaine bust. <laughs> Tim Allen, all right. In the 90s. <laughs> oh, okay, got so it. So they have a little friction at first, and eventually they become friends when the older comedian intervenes in a potential prison brawl, diffusing the situation with jokes. And preventing the kid from getting badly beaten up. <laughs> okay. So together they work out a routine to perform at the prison talent show and end up entertaining the hell out of everyone. <laughs> so the comedy allows this com- this person to draw on like their deep hurts and bring them out into the world to see, but in a way that's sort of funny, but also sort of deeply meaningful to everybody. So when they get out of prison, they get a job and they they live with their they live like in a, in a big like, housing situation, but they get a job and they sink everything they've got into an independent movie, which does incredibly well on the festival circuits. And lands them, uh, lands them work writing dark comedies, which, you know, just sort of get, they get more and more popular. And finally, they're up for an Oscar. Wow. Best screenwriter or some shit. I don't know. Huge. And uh, they're up for the Oscar. But when they're heading to the ceremony, ring, 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 phone call. What's this? Oh, no. Their old friend from jail? Dying. No. Turn the limo around. Back. All the, drive to Leavenworth. Where the fuck <laughs> this guy is. <laughs> Drive to the Youngstown Supermax. Uh-huh. And uh, they rush to the prison hospital, and uh, the two watch the award ceremony together. Um, so this this young comedian holding the old dying comedian's hand, and they see that the young comedian wins the Oscar. But the movie is autobiographical, and it's based on their life together. Oh, so you see like a single God. tear roll down the old comedian's face, and then you look, camera pans up, younger comedian also crying because he realizes his cellmate was more apparent to him than anyone in his life, and this is true, only true role model. So he's actually saying goodbye to his dad. Wow. Fade out. And star wipe. Okay. Holy shit. Um, damn, dude. And that's the most popular one. I feel like you wrote the movie that is popular. 
the character within the I don't know. Well, he's a com- he's a he's a, a a comedy screenwriter, right? Sure, but he sure. writes dark he writes dark comedies that are incredibly popular. Yeah. At what point during the his life does he wield the glaive? Ooh, yeah, that's probably when he commits his first crime. Okay, got it. All right. He throws that little starfish out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. That's what Krull is all about, people. You got to know. <laughs> One of the best 80s fantasy movies of all time. Damn. All right. So can you recapitulate your, your we'll order? drop f- a little Krull in right Fucking Give me the glaive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a single line. From I need the glaive. Um, can you can you run down your list one more time? Only the king and the Lord Marshal have those keys. <laughs> Are you Krull looking have... at the crawl no. trivia sheet? No, I, just, on I, just remember, I just remembered him. It has like Liam Neeson in it. Uh, I've never seen it. I just well, know you the glaive. You hate fantasy movies, so I, I would never I'm show sure it to you. Sure, I would. But I yeah. really wish. I really wish you weren't such. I would still so watch fundamentally it. flawed. <laughs> so my rank is daydreaming. Odds are. Hold on, the, the, the fucking album starting out with Daydreaming is so funny to me. <laughs> All right, sorry. Daydreaming odds are limits. Limits well, limits ends up in the pole position, right? That's the, the breakout. That's where you put the hit, right? Sure, um, sure. Three. Weird intro gonna, on that song, but yeah. Gonna walk uh-huh. off his head, keeping it real. Boomerang, Bob Clear Mountain Mix. Did I say that out loud? Give it back to you. Best damn friend. Smile and crawl. Okay, you've kept the final two songs as well. Very interesting. Okay, damn, Ev, that is a perfect mix. <laughs> you know what else is perfect? This commercial break. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Uh, I forget I have to think of something. Okay. <laughs> hey, Ev. What would, you, what would you do if you discovered, like, some magic was objectively real? Like, say you're like... Walking with your walking your son around the block, and you see a rainbow, and little Enzo's like, uh, 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 uh. I don't know what he says when he says rainbow. Ba- painbow, Gringo. <laughs> painbow, and then he punches painbow. me in the knee. <laughs> no, he just taps his elbow. <laughs> he has me lie down on the ground. And then he does yeah. the people's painbow to me. People's painbow. Uh-huh. People's painbow. But he's like, so you like go, you're like, you're like, <laughs> you go to the, you're like, you know, Enzo, it's close to St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this, so there might be a pot of gold there. And then you go to the end of the rainbow, and there's a fucking pot of gold there, and there's a full-on <laughs> leprechaun, like a full-on leprechaun. Okay. And he's like, don't come near my pot of gold. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, you get you get some of the gold, and he's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> and then he runs away, runs away with his cauldron. But like, um, maybe you lose the gold, turns into rocks or something. Like you don't have anything to prove it, but you know for a fact that like leprechauns are real sure what do you do um i think at that point i start experimenting because i think there's something special about me so i start pointing at things and thinking about them blowing up do they blow up <laughs> um checking my roll here <laughs> in a second so 33 uh, they do not, but they do get a little smaller. <laughs> okay. So I know that magic exists, and now I know I have the magic to ensmallen. Oh, just like, just real, like, slightly smaller. Yeah. Like, like almost immeasurably smaller. Can I do it multiple times? I keep Yeah, pointing. you can. If you just sit there pointing at something, eventually it will shrink to non-existence, but it will take decades. Sure. Uh, wow. Well, now I have infinite power over men. Because Do I you? can just say, I will make your dick smaller and smaller, and that it is... Will, it will take... It will take me the rest of my life. It's sure. But, like, you have, the thing is, they have you have to, like, point at them, right? So you have to know where they are at all times. So they can easily, like, just get in their car and drive <laughs> away, and you're like, oh, no. I'll just make their car 
I'll just keep pointing at their car as I drive after them. And their car will get smaller and smaller around them until they're driving a Stuart Little mobile. Well, yeah, I mean, if they drove for like 20 years. <laughs> it takes me that long. It takes, I so guess it, is, it's like infinitesimally smaller. So like 1% smaller or like 0.001% smaller? 0.00001%. Like it's, it's like, in, like if you pointed at something for like two weeks, uh-huh. it would be, it would be noticeably smaller. Okay. But like. <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, I think I may still have power over it. <laughs> so you're just like, you're just, hun, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. And your partner's like, what? What's happening? What am I supposed to be watching? Like, just, just wait for it. Just wait for it. Aren't you gonna go to work? No, no, I gotta stay here. Keep pointing at this thing. What, what is, how can I use that in a humanitarian way? If you could make something a little bit smaller over a very long time, what could you do to make that useful? Well, you point at climate change. <laughs> point at the, the effects word of climate cli- change. <laughs> you, you point at point at uh, racism. Okay, so you're like, sure. so I guess you're like, you have to decide whether your time is better spent. Like, say you wanted to like help end racism, mm-hmm. right? Or like bigotry. You is my time better spent volunteering and like going to protests and like donating money? Like, will that make more of a measurable difference than me standing in my yard and pointing at the concept of <laughs> racism to slowly, slowly grind it down and make more empathy between uh, people of all races and creeds? See, and... But how do I do, do I have to hire two people to be racist to each other and stand in my backyard so that I can just sort of like have them around? No, I think that like, like as everyone knows now, like racism sort of permeates everything, right? In America. Like, yeah, our culture is steeped in it. But what do um, I point at? To, to anywhere show? you can point anywhere. But how does it know I'm not like uh, uh, fucking insmallening the concept of democracy or our, you know, uh, the idea of money? Like, I mean, so all that's of these a risk. Things. That's a risk you have to take, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay insmallening I mean, with... both of those things, but <laughs> with, with uh with small power comes small responsibility. <laughs> I feel like we should end the commercial there because that's such a good line to go out on, but we haven't actually pitched for anything yet. Buddy, do you know what else is small? (laughs) Whatever you point at. That's correct. And right now I'm pointing at my screen and on my screen, it's Sugar, We're Going Down Podcasting. That's right. Sugar, We're Going Down Podcasting is a weekly show where two Fallout Boy fans, Joe and Caitlin, tackle a random... I can't read. It's getting too... (laughs) You point the font on The font size keeps getting smaller. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyway, they talk about Fallout Boy. Uh, It's over. It ended last year, and you can binge the whole goddamned thing uh, whenever you goddamn well feel like it. There's no limits on this. Uh, so yeah, you can, you can check it out. Uh, I believe there's a certain number of episodes that exist, uh, and you can listen to, uh, as many or as few of those episodes as you want. Does that check out? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. We're giving our listeners total free will. Yeah, absolutely. You have agency, listeners. You best not let me around to point at it. And yea, did Saker and Evan love their listeners so much (laughs) that they gave unto them free will to choose (laughs) from amongst the beasts of the field. We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Well, Ev, uh, I think at this point, um, we do our album rankings, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our rankings of these albums, and uh, usually, uh, I think we just think about them. But this time, I did a little something different. How did you, can I ask, Ev, how did you rank your albums this time? I did the song by song, mm-hmm. like I did last time, but then I also um, did a weighted average 
where I rated the album as a whole as well. Me too. And the song, the songs I gave like a 70% and the album as a whole 30% weight. Uh-oh. Okay. I gave each song out of five and I gave the album an out of 10. So it almost always pulled the album up. Well, also, um, but I thought about that too. But the thing is, if you're if you're adding the ten into there, albums with less songs will benefit more from the al- benefit or hurt more from the album rating because you're moving Fuck. to overall. Uh, yep, that's why I weighted them. Fuck, you fucked up, buddy. Well, you fucked up. Thankfully, I did both. I did okay. song by song without nostalgia, without a total album ranking, and I did song by song with the total album ranking. Mm. So I can give you without the total album ranking, which my total album ranking included. Uh, uh, sequencing included album art included my feelings about the album um, mine were mine was which would I prefer to listen to okay let me As tell you let me tell you this I'm actually glad maybe that I'm going to do it without nostalgia because I feel like my final standings with nostalgia were very very unsurprising they mm-hmm. pretty much panned out exactly how I thought they would um, my final standings without nostalgia. Wait, so so the albums got ranked in order of how you liked them, and you knew you liked them in a certain way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Does that surprise you? Because I it's said like, it was unsurprising. When I I ordered steak, and I knew I was going to like it, and I did. But no, but honestly, without nostalgia, the rankings were all jumbled up. They look fucking weird. I don't Uh-oh. know. All right. So what? Uh, why don't we? What, do you want to go first? I thought we we say them at the same time, and then you call me a horrible person, That's and you like just keep, ab- you keep abuse that upon is me. How this works? <laughs> Which is why I, I spent like I don't want to say a solid hour after re-listening to all the albums, like just thinking of this, like agonizing over whether you know, like Bopes or <laughs> E2E was like the better album. So, do you want me? Do you want me to do mine weighted weird with my my uh uh you know general impression in there or do you want it without why don't we do we'll do each of them we'll do this one with my general impression and then i'll i'll do a quick uh thing without my general impressions afterwards does that make sense yeah okay cool all right so taking everything into account for me the album art nostalgia everything Mm -hmm. worst album let's do the worst pretty ladies album the worst the best 10th place so ready three two two one one all in Bare naked ladies are men. Okay, I does that does not surprise me because I know that for some god awful reason you liked All in Good Time. So I did. Let me tell you this: my mm-hmm. All in Good Time rating came out to three point one three repeating. I had huh. to go out to the second decimal place to determine that it was the lowest one. So this next one is not that much higher for me. Just point zero four rankings higher right well i got you i got you beat bnlr men was a 2.9375 the next one was a 2.928 so it was a third decimal oh oh nine damn damn and that album is on three three two two one one everything to everyone men everything to everyone you piece of shit Wow, EDE was so low for you. It has two of my favorite songs on it, Maybe Katie and Upside Down, but the rest of the songs are just kind of forgettable to me. Let me tell you, I'm looking at my individual rankings for uh, EDE right now. Maybe Katie and Upside Down are my two fives out of five on yes. that album. Agreed. Nothing else went below a two. I had no ones for that album. Uh, I had Celebrity as a one. I just really did not like Celebrity. Celebrity was a th- And I hated where it was in the album play, so that lowered <laughs> the album rating too. 
Celebrity was a three for me. Celebrity ranked pretty high. There was actually a lot of twos on this album, but I think, again, that general impression for me was a nine out of ten because I love E to E. You didn't give aluminum aluminum one out of five? If if you'll recall, during our oh, all in good time, I you've did, walked it back. I raised the aluminum a little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, twos for me. For you, shopping, aluminum, take it outside, and have you seen my love? That's you're, We're pretty much on the same page. I think that it's just like I just didn't – this E2E ranked a lot higher when I just rate the individual, individual songs. But when I'm like, would I prefer to listen to this album or another album? I'd be like, I like two songs on it, but the rest of it is just not stuff I want to listen to anymore. That's interesting because for me, my general impression raised it a ton. Without my oh. general impression, it drops precipitously in, in the other rankings. Okay, so you about. called me a piece of shit even though you basically agree with me. Well, when I say drops precipitously – oh, fuck. <laughs> actually, it's very low. Never mind. <laughs> it's you piece of shit. Uh, okay. Uh, album number eight, three, two, one, Bare Naked Born Ladies Are Me. Mmm, Bopsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, Blamin was 3.17, uh, Blami was 3.42. Um, so it was a, it was a pretty big jump. It was point, point, uh, point three. Um, this album, again, no ones on it. A bunch of twos, but no ones. Um. Uh, I gave I know a one. Oh, for your uh, let me see where I where I went with uh, Born on a Pirate Ship. Yeah, Born on a Pirate Ship uh, had two ones on it. Spider in my room and in the drink were ones for me. I like this is something I did midway through. I just took out Jim Cregan songs How because they're fair? nightmares. How is that? It's not fair. It's not fair. This is my impression. I told you. Like you wanted me to give more of an impression of the album, and I'm like, if I'm listening to the album. I'm going to skip that track every fucking time. But that's where your that's where your 30% weight goes. You still have to include those songs in your 70%, don't you? I just don't think it's fair to BNL to include those songs. <laughs> like they are unequivocally like I love you is one of the worst songs of all time. That's Oh no, no, never mind. In the drink is the worst uh, in song. In the drink is what you're thinking. In the drink yeah. is my is like those are three of my least my least favorite BNL songs and I think in the drink um, I love you, and then Spider in My Room are like my three least favorite BNL songs oh, as a whole. That's fine. And he gets better later on, but I feel like it's not fair to like Ev to put him in there. You you would be the worst music critic. You would be yeah, like I am. Well, I feel bad. I don't think there should be bad songs on this album, so I'm just exempting those from my review. <laughs> I just I hated them so much. I didn't even want to like <laughs> I didn't even want to put them put them in my BNL canon. That's, like they don't belong in the BNL that's canon. Not what this is about. <laughs> Wait. So this song, this isn't about us judging BNL based on whatever pre- whatever preconceived or perceived merits we want to apply to I them. Mean, yeah, we're not. We're not making up characters <laughs> for each of them. We're not just like adding our own little. Sp- this is that's not what this program's about. Right. We're just giving our straight down the plate ratings. Fucking nail me to the cross. You got. So me. I I gave you my straight down the plate ratings last time, and you were like, "You piece of shit. I fucking hate you. You need to put more. You need to put more of your heart into this." So I did, and now I'm a piece of shit you again. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> All right, let's go to album number seven here. Uh, right. Ready. Three, two, one. Maybe Grinning you should streak. drive. Wow, Grinning Streak lower for you than it was for me. I usually imagine that you weight the new albums higher than I do. Uh, I usually do. Um, Limits and Smile were two good songs. Limits, definite five for me. Smile, a four. Like, I liked Smile a lot. I don't think it was, like, an amazing song, but it wasn't a bad song. Okay. It was a good song. And the rest of it are just kind of, you know, threes and twos and keeping it real. One. Yeah. Wow, keeping it real ended up at a two for me, but it could have easily been a one. Smile ended up being a five. My only five on that album. 
Um, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, just the songs. Grinning Streak was my like ten out of ten album, like the the lowest at ranking. But because I liked the album as a whole, it sure. came up a couple rankings. Sure, yeah, sure. Um, damn. Uh, well, I chose maybe you should drive for this spot. Uh, which actually I didn't choose it. Scientifically, it it ended up. There. <laughs> um, maybe you should drive. I think had uh, it only had one one on it, which of course would be tiny little song or little tiny song. Excuse me. Um, I took that one out. <laughs> what's the fucking point god damn it Ev. um more fives than i expected on this album three fives three songs that i thought were indisputable on this album can you guess what my three fives were on maybe you should drive uh life in a nutshell correct uh everything old is new again no everything old is, uh, that's a four okay Ooh uh alternative girlfriend no that's a four <laughs> jane no that's a four <laughs> intermittently intermittently is a four what the fuck else songs are great provider great provider is a two fuck great provider wrong man R- wrong man is a two guess them all <laughs> am i the only one two <laughs> we're really getting down there <laughs> these apples five Little tiny song? One! How about... Little tiny song? A You'll be waiting? Amazing like Lodius Rich- Oh, Monk. Jesus fucking God. I love A. You... That is a one for me. You are the worst. <laughs> you are a slime mold. A, a is so fucking good. Fucking what a catchy tune. <laughs> crotch pheasant over here. Uh, okay, let's go to album number six. Are, are we yeah. ever going to match again, do you think? We haven't matched yet. We haven't had an album no. in the same place. Um... Okay, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Born on a maybe pirate ship. Maybe you should ship. drive. Now, for me, maybe you should drive was the last position at 3.461. Bopes for me in this position, 3.466. So, mm. a point zero zero five difference between the two. Um, I think I already enumerated why Bopes was where it was for me. Uh, or maybe I didn't. No, I didn't talk about this. Bopes, another three-fiver. So we had three fives in this album. How did your popes okay. pan out here? Uh, two fives. Okay. Um, your two fives, can I guess them? Yeah. Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank. You got it. Old Dirty Hank. And uh, Old Apartment. You got it. Yeah, of course. You're a predictable man. Can you guess my three fives? <laughs> Straw Hat. Yes. Okay. Old Apartment. No. Four. I live with it every day. Five. Love that song so much. Okay. And uh shoebox. Shoebox. Yes, of course, shoebox. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um yeah. yeah. But also again a couple ones. Spider in my room in the drink. Garbage songs that belong in yep. the toilet. They don't belong in the album. Fuck I just... <laughs> you made a resequence of this album and they graded your resequence. Uh okay, good. Uh let's go to the next one. Uh album number 5. Here we go. Ready? 3, yep. 2, 1 grinning all in good time oh we both have new albums here which is interesting okay so i had grinning streak you had all in good time um my grinning streak again smile my only five but no ones this album's so much better than i thought it would be um yeah and my general impression of it was really high and that ended up boosting it quite a bit uh tell me about all in good time for you I got two fives on there. Can you guess what they are? Summertime, baby. You got it. And when you. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Yeah. I gave uh, Summertime my only only five on that album. Jerome got a three. I think it's a fine song, but not nearly as much as you love it. I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) Golden Boy almost got there. I love Golden Boy. 
I think that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but yeah, uh, All in Good Time, I think, suffered a lot because of my general impression score for it, which dragged it down because I nothing about that album excited me. Looking back, I wouldn't pop it on mm-hmm. the stereo. You know, it's just, you know, it's whatever. Um, but it's fine. I th- it, it suffers from being too mean. Like, I think it's just too fun. Like, you run away when I listen to that song. I get upset at Ed. Like, what a <laughs> shitty thing to do. Uh, I don't know. Just so mean. Um, yeah, but I would rather listen to it than Maybe You Should Drive. You'd rather... why I'd rather listen to All In Good Time than Maybe You Should Drive. Right. If I was going to pick an album. And that's why it, That's why it moved up. You'd rather listen to All In Good Time than Grinning Streak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I guess so. Okay. I guess that... I guess, guess so. Guess, I guess so. Uh, I think we matched on number four. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Gordon. BNL Army. Wow, Army, that high for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I liked it. It uh um. Where let me see. Find it here. It was. I mean, obviously, the only five on it for me was vanishing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there were any misses on it, and that's what really like. Bull in a China Shop was not great, but it wasn't bad, and like it. Overall, the songs, it was somewhere in the middle of the pack. But when I thought of it as an album, like, yeah, yeah, I could listen to this whole album all the way through. I don't have to get, I don't have to skip any tracks. It's very funny that you say all those things because I think it ended up, it, it was at near the bottom of my rankings. I think we are so opposite on this album. Vanishing was one of my only twos on it. Bull in a China Shop is a four. Like, I yeah, fucking, fucking, I love the songs that you hate and I hate the songs that you love on this one. That's why we make a, such a good mm-hmm. team. Uh, was everything a change to five for you? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Everything had changed was a four. Oh, okay. Fair, I guess. And Peterborough, Peterborough was a four, and then Bank Shop was a four. Wind it up a four. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of good songs on oh, this album. Oh, but no fives. No fives on that one for you. Five, vanishing. Oh, Vanishing. Only five. Right, right. I had, uh, I had Everything Had Changed in Bank Job was my other five. I like Bank Job. Yeah. Good stuff. But I mean, all the other songs were threes, and the sure. only two was Bull and China Shop oh. for me. So it, over, overall, it's just a, it's a pretty... It's not like a standout album, but it's a pretty strong album. Out of curiosity, what did you give Adrift? What did I give a drift? Let me find it. Did, or did Th- you exempt three. it from the album? Three. 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 Okay, cool. All right, let's go to your third best Bare Naked Ladies album. Yep. Ready? Three, two, one. Everything Maroon. to everyone. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I talked about my E to E experience. I think E to E is great, uh, really, because I have such nostalgia for it, because I played it so much in college. Uh, tell mm. me about Maroon for you. It's a it's a solid album. I mean, it's, it doesn't beat the top two on my list, but I it's my almost always t- the most listened to t- album. <laughs> okay, like too little, too late. Five jumpy song. Go love it. Pinch me. I love pinch. I think pinch me is like a dark horse. Like I didn't. It was one of those songs that got overplayed a lot when yeah. I was like in like high school, college era, and like. I just got sick of it, but now it's, I think it's come all the way back around. Like I'm really, I really enjoy Pinch Me. Absolutely, um, me 100% too. I got so sick of that song, and I thought I hated it, but I actually love it. The song is great. Yeah. And tonight, the night, the, tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. Mm, five. five, perfect. Five. Yep. The yep. only one on it was Helicopters. I did not like Helicopters. I gave that a three. My lowest ratings on that were twos for Go Home and Sell, Sell, Sell. Those I got. Those were my twos as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everything else a shitload of. A couple threes and a lot of fours and fives on that album. Mm-hmm. My fives Maroon's are very good. Yeah, album. fives tonight I fell asleep. Tonight's the night I fell asleep. Hidden Sun and Humor of the Situation. Uh, I love those songs. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, our second best album. Three, two, one. Stunt. Gordon. Okay, stunt for me. Gordon for you. 
Um, okay. Uh, tell me about Gordon a little bit. It's just one of my favorite BNL albums. <laughs> like, no, like in the middle of the, it's like as far as like songwriting, it's sort of in the middle of the pack. But once I take out "I Love You," it rises up a little yeah. bit, and then, <laughs> and then as an album, like I feel like it's just a fun album to listen to. So that it got a lot of points. Let, like my second favorite BNL. Let album. me make myself angrier. Mm-hmm. What did you give Dat Fodder? Um. Uh, uh okay what watch this right i combined it with crazy and gave them both a two Ah! (laughs) no matter what you answered i was gonna be angry (laughs) if you said there were two separate tracks i would have cursed your name but actually i think i'm angrier that now you i don't i was doing that just to make you mad fuck you i'm so glad i asked you piece of shit but there's um, so many good so many good songs on Gordon. You know what? I thought there were so many good songs, and I still think there are. It was my number four. But mm-hmm. there were only two songs that I consider impeccable from this album. Un- un- uncomplainable. And that would be Enid and Brian Wilson for me. Oof. Yeah, no. Hello City, a lot of fun. Not a five, but a four. Yeah, Enid, there's a ton of fours. Enid, definitely five. Yeah. Um, Brian Wilson, five. Uh, and then Million Dollars, five. Like, you can't not give I've had a million dollars of five, I even though it's overplayed. Can and I did. And here's why. The album version of it is good to great. Mm-hmm. But like it never you listen to that album version, it's like, all right, it's fine. The fun of if I had a million dollars comes from the live versions of it, right? So it's just like it's it's a great basis. It's a great place to start, but it's not getting me there. It's a four for me. Yeah. Um But I mean be my be my Okono, that's a, such a good song. It's a great song. Uh, Bedside Manor, love, love it. Love it for... Um, More sound effects, please. <laughs> here's my final album uh, and your final album. This album was the only one to get a straight four for me. A four out of five. Mm. So it had a lot of high high songs on it. Ready? Three, two, Dude, one. one. Maroon. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you were going to say that. Yeah, well, I mean, press of elimination. <laughs> uh, Maroon... Well, I would, have said, I would have said that even from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Maroon. But, but again, that is taking into consideration my um, general impression, which I gave a 9 out of 10 to. So we'll see if it changes when I give my non-general impression version mm-hmm. of this in a second. Um, so, yeah, 4s and 5s down the fucking list. This is such a good album for me. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, tell me about... Uh, stunt I, we can both talk stunt. about stunt yeah stunt is just it's the best bare naked ladies album objectively subjectively like it's a breakout album it's got like almost every song on it is a hit mm-hmm. like one week perfect it's all been done perfect alcohol perfect um some fantastic my favorite bnl song like i think it's coming through this i think if you before this podcast alcohol was my favorite now after this podcast sometime fantastic i think is my favorite bnl song of all time said many times it's mine too and like the only like stutter steps are in the car and when you dream, right? Oh, I thought leave and uh, in the car and oh. told you so were my stutter steps on this one. Oh, I liked I liked leave. There's a three, but at the same time, like it's just a good mm-hmm. album. Like yeah, I listened to it all the way through. Here's the deal. Um, if Stunt's album art was better, I ran the math. I gave it a nine out of ten on general impression because that little man kind of creeps me out. <laughs> Had it got a 10 out of 10, it would have tied mean, with Maroon for number one. You mean Vanganzo. Vanganzo kind of oh, creeps Vanganzo. you out. Oh, that's Vanganzo. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, he fucking creeps me out, which I guess he should. But like, I don't know. This this easily could have been the best album. I just, I love that that weird art 
Art Nouveau style on Maroon that really bumped it for me in terms of general price. You know, you got to take it all into account, baby. You got to take it all into account. Yeah. So if they uh, re-release Maroon with like just a picture of like all the BNL boys anuses on the cover, <laughs> it would it would drop down below stun. That's correct. Yes, okay. absolutely. It would. <laughs> um. Wow. So really, yours didn't. So where did Grinning Streak slot in for you there? Between. Uh, it slotted in between Bopes and maybe you should drive. Bopes and maybe you should drive. Interesting. Splitting the difference between what I consider the two most sophomore albums, even though one of them mm. is technically the third one. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Interesting. Well, this is their sophomore album without Steve, so it kind of makes sense that it kind of yeah. slots in there. Um, let me give you my finals without nostalgia. Okay. So this is going to be unceremonious, I think. Number 10, Bare Naked Ladies or Men hit the lowest for me. Agree with you. Um, number nine, all in good time. Mm. Number eight, E to E. Once I take out mm, my close, yeah. my predilections for E to E, it drops a lot. <laughs> uh, number seven, blame. Number six, grinning streak. Number oh, that's yeah, that's right where I had it. Number five, Gordon. Oh, number fuck four, Bopes. What? Number three, maybe you should drive. What is going on here? Number two, stunt. Number one, maroon. Yeah, maybe you should drive. I, I I once you take out like the fact that generally it it's kind of like a it's a I hate the cover art to that album. I hate how it's sequenced. That it generally does not hit hard for me. Once I look at the tracks individually, Jane, four, intermittently four, these apples five, A five, everything old, four, alternative girlfriend, four, life in a nutshell, five. Like it's an album that hits on every cylinder. It just fucking rules. Um it just has a couple stutter steps in it that really drag it down and make me feel like it's a lot worse than it actually is. Uh, lots of surprises there. Lots of surprises that Bope Sand, maybe you should drive. Uh, we're in above Gordon. Oh, buddy boy. Grinning don't Streak, like, I think hit the middle like of the it. pack on both of ours though. Yeah. It's a good album. Not bad. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good album. Yeah. It, it, it hits the upper middle. Yeah. It's a good album. It's a good amount it's of album. Good album. <laughs> I have a little special treat for our listeners right now. At this point, I went looking for Stephen Page's 20, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, 14 albums somewhere that would be around. He was doing jack shit at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> while I'd love to compare whatever Stephen Page was doing right now to whatever the Bernanke ladies were, yeah, I think he released like a two-track EP. That's not going to work. Uh, so I went looking for, I don't know, the rest of the boys. What were they up to? And of course, two years before Grinning Streak, our very own Hurt Bird man, Kevin Hearn, was putting together his album called Cloud Maintenance. So, Ev, do you want to run through Cloud Maintenance real quick with me and just talk about yeah. this little 10-track ditty? Because, of course, it is called Cloud Maintenance. <laughs> like, I have no idea why Hearn didn't list, like, Cloud Mechanic among his, like, wannabe jobs and daydreaming. <laughs> I want to work on clouds. I, I think he's trying to do something a little bit cheeky here, right? Because I searched for cloud maintenance without anything else, thinking, oh, it'll bring me right to the album. And it's like, we're doing we're doing some cloud maintenance on our servers this afternoon. So he heard the term, and he was like, that's so funny. It sounds like there are engineers in the sky. <laughs> giggle, giggle. <laughs> so I think he's trying to be cheeky on a phrase that people really don't say a lot, like, <laughs> but is probably especially back in 2011. Yeah, yeah, like, that's true. Like clouds existed, but they weren't like a big thing. Let me say first off, um, there are two videos for this album, which is yes. fucking wild. Um, and besides, well, I, I hesitate to call them videos. Oh, the, pfft, the second one definitely is. The first one, you're right, is a little strange. Um, 
Besides for the videos, this album, every single song has so many more thumbs downs than thumbs up on YouTube. Oh, people just I, I don't know what it is. Like, I thought this album, I'll give my initial impression, pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I was super into it at first and then it kind of fell off for me. Um, but I was just so surprised that people just fucking hated this album, I guess. I well, I think know. they went to it looking for BNL stuff and they and they did not get that. But if you're coming in looking for BNL, you're not going to find it here. Even so, wouldn't you want to support your boy? If I'm a casual BNL fan who's just looking for more BNL, I wouldn't even know what to search for to find Kevin Hearn's cloud maintenance, right? Like, this is for the well, fans. But if you're a hardcore BNL boy who wants BNL, I guess. You, you come to this and they're like, nope, this is not what I want. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, do you want to talk? Let's talk about it. So I think it. that like every thumbs down. Also, there was that thing where Kev went online and like every thumbs down, like was you got to like throw a little ball and like dunk him in the. Um, <laughs> That's correct. The people really wanted to do that. Every thumbs down is like a punch to Kevin's gut. <laughs> like he, he wakes up, keeps waking up with bruises. <laughs> oh, no. More oh, people gee. don't like my work. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's pop first to, uh, to Northland Train. Track well, one. first I want to say wait, this, uh, this album produced by, of course, Michael Phelps MPW. Yeah. Um, boy, great. So the, the guy who did, uh, fucking, uh, Gordon is back to do Kevin Hearn's album, which is very interesting. Um, yeah. I do like that the Nor- Northland Train, like the first words on the album are, I can hear the train. Choo-choo-choo <laughs> train. It's like, okay, bud. Okay. It is very Herncore. Uh, this whole album is very Herncore. Toot-toot, um, I'm a conductor. But it also surprises me a little bit. Yeah. Especially on that first track, Northland Jesus, train. that track, that track where it just like, it lures you in and then just slaps you across the face and then like makes you, it's like gaslighting me. Like, did that just happen? Yes, absolutely. I was in my room listening to this and like, I, I laughed a little bit at the very beginning when his voice just got, hi, kid, here. But then I really started laughing out of, am I having a fever dream? Halfway through when they start dropping the electronic chill beats and he starts remixing himself. Yeah. It's like he's he's like sitting there on his piano and it's like it's real stripped down and you can kind of hear like you can even hear his shit creaking and it's super I don't know if I it's intentional that. but it's fucking distracting oh, I hate it. I, it felt like I was in like a cabin and Kevin Hearn was playing just for me just yeah, he and I. And it's, I mean, it's a Kev song. Like he's very specific about the weather yes. and about like the situation. Like he's in. Char- they're, they're on a train to Amsterdam. They're drinking Chardonnay. Yep. He just wants to be friends. Okay. Then the fucking trip. I almost scrubbed through the song, and I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because like, then the fucking trip hop beat drops in. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is it- this? I do not like this at all. And then like, <laughs> it's out. It's gone. And the song just continues. <laughs> I loved that. Like I loved that he just like fucking shook us. He like we you we weren't ready for it and. I was Hold on to your armrest. Basically, yeah. That's what he was telling me to do, man. Um, yeah. Beyond that, this song is very uh, peaceful and sweet, and I thought it was yes. a perfect way to lead off a Kevin Hurd album. Um, let's go to the second song, which was called She Waved. Um, love the piano. It, it, yeah, it's like I really did the piano riff. Yeah. Piano riff. Um, all of these lyrics made me realize that all these songs were going to be little, like, puzzle box songs where they didn't have a lock and you would never find out what they were about because they were inside Kevin's brain all they are are two paragraph long because you know Kevin doesn't really write lyrics yeah 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 it's true Uh, this one specifically was about um, 
What the fuck happened in this song? I, I don't have there, it up. A woman waved to him from a bus one time, and he <laughs> wanted to be friends with her. Yes, that's correct. And there's also a box on the bus that doesn't belong to anyone. Very strange. Very puzzle boxy. Um, will there, my are really like- only, there are really only like four lines to this actual song. Like, yeah. The rest of it is just whispery moaning, yeah. which I like. I like a lot. It felt very much like Tom York production with all the little yes. clicks and snaps and then these long stretched words. So far, track two, I was fucking in. This album yeah, rules. Good. Like that, that, oh man, it's so good. Uh, but then I- Then Don't Shuffle Me Back shows up. Oh no, my friend. You I like was Don't still into it. I oh, wow. fucking loved Don't Shuffle Me Back. I liked the upbeat piano. Yes. The lyrics were garbage. Once upon a time, everything was fine. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's a little bit of enthusiasm and positivity. Oh, and I that, guess that it goes I, straight into I feel bad. When I feel bad, I pick up a shoe and pretend it's a telephone and I'm talking to you I, on it. I call you. This fucking song. <laughs> I loved how strange it was. Like this one, it feels like a real song, which is already At the fucking... Dollarama with the Dalai Lama. What the fuck is wrong with him? It, but it, but we have verses, we have a chorus, we have a structure, which Kevin Hearn songs don't have. So that was welcome for me. I was like, oh, this I is guess. cool. We're actually getting what, something. What really pissed me off were the second voices. I love like, the voices that are like chopped and spun in the background. The deep little yeah, voice. Yeah, the, and... the fucking chorus grew on me because like don't shut me back. Yeah. Like. It's just like some insane person huffing into the microphone. But like Kevin's voice, I realized, cannot stand up to any other voice. So if you add if you add anyone harmonizing with him, if you add anyone on top of him, it's going to just sound weird. It doesn't because he's like, hello, welcome to my jungle. Hey, don't shuffle (laughs) me back. Like, (laughs) I kind of liked how how disparate they were. I don't Did know. It was like it was it was never repetitive. It was super weird, and I was like, "This is nice to hear." That what about that low tone rumble? Like the fucking brown note guy who's like, "Don't shuffle me Don't back." Me back. No, no tru- you're you're even giving him like music. It was like fucking Darth Vader voice. <laughs> like he did not have he did not have like tonality to his voice. No. It was just like fucking some sort of gin conjured up from <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I believe that is the guy from the Persuasions. Because this song appears on the album, The Bernigan Ladies and the Persuasions, oh, uh, Ladies and Gentlemen. Um, so we actually have a, this Kevin Hearn song becomes, in a way, part of the Bernigan Ladies canon. So, so yeah, I like him as part of a group, but like just like having like the deepest voice singing without anyone, like only Kevin to stand up yeah. to it, like <laughs> it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. It's it's very strange, one hundred percent. But I again, I was into strange. Um. The next song, Grey Garden. Yeah. I, I was like, I wonder if this one's about the documentary. Oh, yep, it is. Oh, what? Th- you knew that there was a documentary called Grey Garden? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you've never. It's like one of the most famous documentaries. It's about these two, these to- two old women, a mother and daughter, living together in like a rambling, tumble-down mansion that is just like slowly falling apart. It's about how they're they're just sort of withdrawn from the outside world, and they are. I think they were wealthy at one point, but. Um, like it's all sort of, everything sort of it's just a, like a meditation on like, I don't know decay I guess weird I and had like okay. I think that like it's it's a good documentary but I don't know if you've seen documentary now the comedy documentary I've thing seen some of it. They, they, they did they did one mock like a satire of Great Garden which is oh, got it kiss um I had thought somehow that this was about his relationship with perhaps his daughter um I didn't know that there was a documentary. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a documentary about a mother and a daughter, so I can see how you would draw that uh, yeah. conclusion. 
Um, I thought it was like a really boring mid-album Beatles song. Um, that's all. I I thought it was like a very it had like a very seventies B side vibe to me. Yeah, especially like the ba 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 ba's at the end. Yeah, and, like, and the repeating the gray 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 gray. Like and I then wasn't digging it. But what, what about that fucking jingle bell that like oh. comes up a like ding dong? <laughs> I didn't even it notice just, it. There's a fucking bell that just rings sometimes <laughs> and it pissed me off. That's just the, the clock in Kevin Hart's house. Oh, ting! I hear a little symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next song. Tell me, tell me. Uh, we've got our first official music video. Music video for this song. Yeah. Of course, there's like an Art Nouveau psychedelic video for Kev Hearn's album. Yeah, made by Michael Philip Ojuoda. Yeah. Which is kind uh, of interesting. And an afternoon with his Photoshop filters. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it all looked like public domain footage. It was like yeah. super weird, super boring. Although but I, I can buy, I can buy Kev as a spaceman, like yes. an alien prince fallen to Earth. The the parts uh, Kev plays a spaceman, but there's also a space woman in this. Um, I don't understand the video at all. Uh, but I I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah, I, I was kind of into the the song in itself. I thought it was <laughs> fine. Um, I, I, ge- I think I generally like his soundscapes more than his actual songs, with maybe the exception of Don't Shuffle Me Back. Um, I love it when I do- he does weird stuff, though, which happens a lot in this song. Um, you know, it's- I didn't like, again, I didn't like the other voices. Like, the other voices pull me out of it, because, again, Kevin Hearn's voice is just not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like they're bullying him when, someone, <laughs> when, another, when someone else starts singing. Somebody broke into his fucking studio. It's like, I'm on this track now. Yeah. Okay. Big okay. Jim Ankry. Uh, I was like, I'm Brian McMillan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, well, but they get plaintive at the end too. The tell me love. Um, I'm pretty sure this is yeah. the same guy. This is the, I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Hearn hooked the Bernie ladies up with the persuasions via uh, yeah. this cloud maintenance, right? I think that's probably how I, I, that could that could that could be probable. Um, so this is like another one where he's pining for somebody he misses. So it's like another spin song, right? Except maybe they're an alien. Yeah, yeah, like, that seems likely. Don't pay your gravity bill. Float <laughs> into the air. What a Kev line! Just so fucking twee. Like, <laughs> if I don't pay my bills, I'll fly away. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, track six, The House of Invention. invention. Yes, yeah, some diegetic invention music. Uh, yeah. I felt like I was an inventor's studio. I wish every song began by telling you it was a song. Yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> oh, God, this felt like I was. we were all contraptionaires. Uh, <laughs> fuck this, dumb. I don't know. Oh, uh, it, it, it tied into, like, I know Kev is into indigenous art, right? Yes. He's an indigenous art collector. So, of course, he's writing a song about, like, Norval Morisot, like, um, who's, you know, basically the, like, North uh, First Nations Pablo Picasso. Yes. Uh, I think he's what he's termed as. But, yeah. So, this is, like, the perfect song for inventing stuff, right? Like, it's got a loud, loud, bouncy beat, lively piano. But, again, Kev's voice just cannot stand up to another vocalist. It can't do it. Yeah, I do. I, like, I love... All, a lot of the component parts of the song, I love the little, like, uh, stick with the... I don't know what that <laughs> instrument is called. Um, I, think you, I think you got it. But the, then there's fake hand claps, there's vibra slaps. Like, there's also 17 outros to this song. <laughs> the song ends <laughs> so many times. Well, invention is never over, oh, Saker. It's a, it's a constantly, constantly iterative process. That's so smart. You're so smart, Ev. How did you get so smart? <laughs> Let's go to the next My song. My mommy. <laughs> Always changing. Always changing. 
I thought this would be about his diaper, but instead it was about going to your teacher's funeral, I guess. Isn't there a song about saying goodbye to a friend? Yeah, dude. And like, the, I like the intro. The intro before Kev starts singing is all like a radical face intro. Yes. Like it's got sort of a driving beat, like a like a little clicky driving beat. And then he's like a little, little sort of airy thing. Very delicate you know? acoustic guitar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, his songs are just like tone poems, like little touches and yeah. flourishes. But who the fuck tells like, okay, you're a kid at someone's funeral, right? And last words to them, promise me you'll change. Oh. Like, what does that say about them and you? I didn't get the idea that he was a kid. I thought this was like a teacher who he kept in touch with. Or even an adult. Promise me you'll change. <laughs> You're not good enough as you are. Please be better. Please please change. Uh, I, but see, I feel like this is Kev doing something that she didn't ask him to do. She was like, hey, be, a, be good. Have a good life. And he was like... You're right. My life is bad. I'll fix it. I'll change. Like I don't think she told him that he needs the change, but I feel like that's how he interpreted it. I really like the bongos and the symbol, which is something I thought I'd never say. Like, <laughs> like they fit in really nice, and like I like how how the song gradually modulates and becomes more electronic. And I kind of wish Kev's voice had done that too. Yeah, but that would have. I feel nice. like that might be a monkey's paw. Always. Like I might get. To- <laughs> yeah. uh, always changing. It would have been a cute, maybe too on the nose, but I, I yeah. felt like. I, I don't know. I, I did like how iterative it was, and it kind of, you know, the bass voice comes in, and I'm into that, even though I know fucking hated that bass vo- Yeah, it was like a fucking demon was just like, always changing. <laughs> I, I love change. I, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? I feel like Kev doesn't know what to do with a song after a while. Like, he has a song, yeah. and then he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just put it over here and over there, and it'll, we'll figure it out. His, waves his hands. Yeah. Uh, next song, See You Again. Fuck this song. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It like opened like a Jackson 5 song and it's just another song about missing someone. Is he like a, he's like a, so he's like a pioneer ghost waiting for like a friend who abandoned him <laughs> in like the frozen north. Like I like the music quite a bit. It's like airy and occasionally like soaring accordion, which is weird. But like, is this a song about like a ghost slowly realizing he's been like abandoned and is dead and he just wants to see his friend one more time before he falls into the great unknown? Like is like, what, what is going on here? Oh, you think that's where the it's so cold, it's so cold kept coming <laughs> yes. in? I do love that read of it. I think he's like an abandoned, he got abandoned and froze to death by like, I'll be back. Just, just hold on. This, and they never came this back. This is one of those songs that you hate, I feel like, where the only lyrics are, I really want to see you. I really want to see you. Where is my underwear? I really want to see you. I really want to see you. Give me my underwear. What? A, and those are, listeners, I am only barely paraphrasing the lyrics here. <laughs> what is to you? Where is my underwear? Like, it's the, yeah. it's the most repetitive filler. This album is the best and worst of Kev, I he felt gave, like. He gave, his friend, he gave his friend all his underwear, including his long johns. That's why he thought he was a, um, a pioneer, because he's got long johns oh on him. Who the fuck wears long johns, when, right? When, when he died, his friend took his long johns off him to get an extra <gasps> pair, oh, and he feels yeah. betrayed. Oh, I yeah. like that. There we go. It's a pioneer ghost. Got to the bottom of it. During the Canadian gold rush. <laughs> um, the City of Love, track nine. I don't know. Again. It pulls back the curtain a little bit, like where you get like the, okay, we're recording now. Yeah. Uh, it's a peaceful little opening. Yeah. It's like a slow sort of contemplative one. Like, is is this where Kevin's from? Like the City of Hate, the City of Masks? The City of Masks. Oh, how, how ominous that he knew. Um, I wonder what Kev's connection to Cuba is. Yeah, because I mean, he, he he wears a lot of like Hawaiian shirts. His daughter's name is Havana. Oh. Like I, I, there's something there. And then of course he mentions likes it. Uh, the yeah. boat had come in from Cuba in this song. Yeah, it gets it's it's a Kev song because it's like really kind of airy. Then it gets incredibly specific. Yes. Yeah. 
There was a chair. It looked inviting because I must have fallen asleep there. And I woke up and I was staring at the icy water and there were birds on a pier and a boat came in. And a boat was from Cuba and I could smell sugar. Like, It's the most Kev thing. Like a story where if somebody told it to you, you'd be nodding. And then he would stop talking. And you'd be like, oh, oh wow. Okay. Like, Good for you. Yeah, that's a story. Well done. <laughs> But Very again, strange. that fucking guy, the other the other vocalist, I, I fucking it. hate uh, his voice. It sounds like he's making fun of the song. <laughs> like, City of love. Like, he's just like, it's like fucking mocking Kevin. I don't, I don't know. like it. I don't like it. Bully. Stop bullying my boy. Yeah. I, I liked it. We eventually get some blip blops in the background, which I thought were cool. Um, whatever. It was interesting, I guess. Let's go, Ev. Let's finish this off strong. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here, here it is. Here's the finisher. With Monsters Anonymous. Um, I saw the title of the song. I thought this was going to be a real deep one. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it is a children's song that they finished this album off with. But it's yeah, not... it sounds like, a, like an off-Broadway, off like the beginning of an off-off-Broadway musical. Yes, it really does. But it's also not a children's song. It, uh, yeah. Ostensibly, it's about a bunch of monsters introducing themselves. But At, at, at Monsters Anonymous. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not anonymous anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, but you you introduce yourself like if you're at, at AA, like you'll say like, "Hi, my name's Steve." Like you might give your first name, but it works because there are lots of people in the world. Sure. Named There's Steve. There's not a whole lot. Of but if you are <laughs> if you are Frankenstein's monster, yeah, there is only one of you, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, there's a. A fun. There's lots to talk about. There's the talk about head eating in the song. There's a genitalia joke, which I really yeah, laughed nuts at. Nuts around my neck. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, Frankenstein's nuts around his neck. Um, this is like Kevin's party with all his friends. Yeah. Like every. Got, this one. This one actually, the voices weren't a problem for me because they they stick they st- stuck to their lane, right? Okay. They weren't like. <laughs> it they is, each got a turn. They just got a lick of that brass ring. Yeah. Uh, it's a wild swing. It's a cute, fun song. The video is, I thought, really fun. The animation was great. Yeah. It's just like four lines about each monster. A strange little lovely song that goes by too fast. It's cute. But here's the thing, like, Loch Ness Monster, I get. Cyclops, a monster. Frankenstein's monster. All right, monster on your bed. Minotaur, giant, all monsters. T-Rex. <laughs> yeah? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is it strange that they made him the first monster in this song? One of these things is not like the other. And granted, like T-Rex, it's like, you know, dinosaur, like it's a scary dinosaur, right? You wouldn't want to fucking, you'd run from a T-Rex. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's just not the same way as the other ones. Oh, I'm like, I guess if the Loch Ness Monster is like a plesiosaur or something, then that, that tracks. Sure. Well, and a lot of them are, you know, we, we have some, some recent fiction frankenstein's creation we have some uh non like minotaur giant some yeah. giant is not really a monster it's just like a race of creature right i don't know i mean it yeah no it's a monster it shows up in fairy tales and stuff like grind your bones to make my bread oh, okay. All right. i live at the top of a beanstalk That's in the clouds uh, like but it's cute at the ending thank you for attending the first general meeting of the monsters anonymous thank you thank you for coming to my album bye (laughs) this is a song about monsters (laughs) this is your type of song where it tells you the opening line is hello and welcome to the first general meeting of the monsters (laughs) and at the end of the song it says thank you for attending so you like a song that really puts its hat on (laughs) i like a song that that tells me what it is right doesn't overstay its welcome well guess what my friend we got little three little lines about each monster we're in we're out and that's all it's all she wrote um, Hello, my name is T-Rex. I like really dirty sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am a Cyclops. You know this song fucking plops. 
<laughs> yeah, it ruled. Uh, Ev, that's it. Cloud maintenance. Here I am. Right. Maybe I'll be a leader. Let's put this somewhere in your BNL ranking that you just did. Oh, where, fuck, I have to bring up. Where, where, where does this song fall in your BNL ranking? This, this album? Um, or with this album, I mean, yeah. Probably near the bottom. I would say I left. I definitely liked Grinning Streak better than it. Probably Bopes. Probably down around where like BNL, E2E, and BNL are men for me. Yeah, I think that's it's gonna slot in at like nine. If this were a real album, it would be it would push down the two below it. But if I'm comparing this to like the first Stephen Page album, like solo album, I think I like this better than that one. See, and again, this is where we fucking differ because I liked Page One better than All in Good Time. I thought it was a far superior album. This is, mm. I think, not as good as Grinning Streak. So as far as New albums are concerned. Here we go, baby. Ready? We got page one, grinning streak, cloud maintenance, all in good time. <laughs> That's how it falls for me, I think. And I have to do the Brothers Cregan so we can have something at the fucking end. Buddy, we got to get there. We'll get there one day. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll have covered it all by the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Ebo, this was a delight. As always, yeah. I, I love seeing your face. Here we go. Here we go. We knew this was going to be a long one. Um, Next up, my friend, our balls are going to be silver. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're, we're all getting older, buddy. Uh, do you think Silver Ball is the sequel to Goldmember? <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers, Silver, silver Ball. Ball. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. <laughs> and we'll see you again in one, one week. Week. week.